Hello, and welcome to season five of You Lost Me at Namaste. I'm your host and well-being alchemist, Michelle Schoenfeld, and I am thrilled to have you here today as we kick off a brand new season. And just in time too, right? As the seasons are changing in general in the world. So wow, what a whirlwind it has been. I really cannot believe it is season five already. Something that started as a radio show for the Eaton Workshop in Washington, D.C. and Hong Kong is now being broadcast to all of you around the world from Bodrum, Turkey. So I am back from my brief hiatus, feeling really refreshed, excited to bring you all new shows. We'll have some guests from the past, as well as some brand new phenomenal humans to introduce you to as we cover a whole variety of wellness and spiritual topics, as well as some travel and pop culture. So I won't bore you with any more of those details, but I will say I am really excited to kick off the season with one of my favorite guests from last season, and that is the international celebrity astrologist, Rosie Cutter. So if you remember, she was on last season discussing destiny cards and gave a really fun reading for myself that we did live on air so you could all kind of see how it works um, and what destiny cards are, a very ancient practice. And it was so much fun and I loved her energy so much and she's incredibly talented at demystifying um, some really kind of intricate topics. You know, people spend years, spend decades learning astrology and learning the Vedas and all these type of things that we hear about. But on a 101, like real world level, a lot of us don't really know what it means. So I thought it'd be fun to have her come back. And she did. I interviewed her just before I flew from Washington, D.C. to Turkey. And it's going to be a world update from the astrological point of view. So in the interview that you'll hear here in a moment, it does get a little deeper. She does go um, a little bit more broad, but then pulls it right back in to give us some really positive readings on what's coming next, what we can expect Summer 2022 is going to be phenomenal. She's going to share a little bit about what's going on in the world, a little bit about what she is doing. She's in LA right now. And then she's going to give us a fun example, short example of a reading using Kate Moss's uh, cards. I also want to make one small correction. (laughs) So at the end of the interview, I referenced that Rosie is out in LA visiting Diplo, when it's really Dua Lipa. She's working with Dua Lipa while she's out in LA, and there's a big difference. So I want to make that correction. And that's it. I hope you enjoy as we join the interview now. Thank you so much, Rosie, for joining me again on You Lost Me at Namaste. Thank you for fitting this into your schedule while you're out in LA. I was so honored when you asked me to come back again because I loved our energy together. And I also felt there was so many other things that we could touch upon. So thanks for having me back. Absolutely. So I know last time we did the destiny cards. In fact, you did a reading for me, which I love. Thank you so much. Mm. 
And this time we're going to do something a little different. You're going to talk about um, astrology and give us kind of a world update, what's going on in the world astrologically. Yes. So we're going to use what is called mundane astrology, which is as opposed to a personal horoscope, really sort of a more ancient form, like when astrology was used to predict political upheaval or even flooding and weather events. So there are some powerful things happening in the sky for all of us. These are actually times that were spoken of in many different holy books. And on a physical plane, the planets are meeting up in cycles that they haven't met up in. One particular cycle is a 2,000-year cycle, according to the procession of the equinoxes. The great conjunction that just happened last Christmas of Saturn and Jupiter literally coming together on top of each other in the sky. It was a very powerful conjunction. It was about 800 years. And so these changes in the sky affect us and also set the tone politically. So I don't think it would be an exaggeration to say that it really feels intense more than it did 10 or 20 years ago, right? Absolutely. (laughs) Mm -hmm, Absolutely. mm -hmm. And imagine from a scientific point of view, the moon actually pulls the water elements on this world, um, the oceans, women's bodies, as well as men swell every full moon. And so if it's physiologically affecting us, even in that subtle way, we know that emotions, I think, are very much connected to the water elements. Every full moon, emergency rates skyrocket. You can have an amazing, wonderful, romantic, passionate time at the full moon, but people can also be quite testy. Everything's kind of stretched out thin. So on a macro level, we are basically in like the ultimate full moon. (laughs) So not only are we going through these great shifts, but also... On an actual physics level, the Schumann residence, which is something that's measurable, scientifically studied for a long time, it's at an all-time high. So now I've also I've had sorry, I'm just gonna stop you there because a lot of people don't really know about Schumann resonance. And I've done three shows on that. It's so incredibly strong right now. NASA, like you can go to the NASA website. Mm And mm-hmm. they will show the Schumann resonance, what's going on. Mm-hmm. And they'll put their satellites on protective mode sometimes mm-hmm. because there's so much coming in right now. And that hardly ever used to happen. And now it's happening mm-hmm. all the time. So if anybody's listening, mm-hmm. wants to know more about it, you can go into the archives of the show and listen to those with the girl in the universe. Um, so I love this. You're talking about all these conjunctions that have happened like recently. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. also... Um, you know, we've entered this age of Aquarius finally. Is Mm -hmm. that tied together? People throw that term around a lot. They're like, oh, the age of Aquarius. Like they're saying that in the seventies, obviously the famous song, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't really quite there yet. But now Mm -hmm. like, it seems like we actually are entering that age of Aquarius. So if you don't mind, if that's true and kind of explain what that means. So this is great because it's wonderful to clear up and it's a little bit scientific, but we can break it down very simply. 
So physically, the sun has been rising in the sky. And if we would look up and actually look at the stars, for the last 2,000 years or so, the sun was rising in the location of the constellation of Pisces. Now imagine if this is a 2,000-year cycle, it's moving very, very slowly, but it's called a procession because this particular cycle goes backwards. So as we were going through this age of Pisces, which by the way, Jesus, the water bearer, uh, the martyr, compassion, the great flood, all of these are archetypal things linked with Pisces that we've been under as a great age. And the sun has been inching its way along. And this is why they were speaking about it in the 70s, because these are very big ages. So just like anything, if we're driving, we can see the big mountain way up ahead. It's going to take us a bit to get there, but it was definitely in sight. And right around 2000, the sun started to actually kiss or touch the constellation of Aquarius, which is an air sign. Sometimes people get confused about that, but it's the water bearer and it's the age of humanity. So now we are fully in the age of Aquarius. And it's ironic and funny because many astrologers speak to this, but this age of Aquarius song, love it. But there can definitely be more darker manifestations. Aquarius is artificial technology and intelligence. What is the opposite of Aquarius? Leo. So in evolutionary astrology, you also look at, you always look at things in pairs. So as we enter the age of Aquarius, what becomes less important? Children, play, fun, education, even procreation which is in many different cycles was shown and predicted even thousands of years ago, according to astrology, to change. And less and less people are choosing to have children or be fertile. So the age of Aquarius can be really fun. It can be scientific inventions, incredible rapid developments, the world coming together as a global collective, which is just an incredible, beautiful thing too, but not if it snuffs out the individual flavors of nations or people. Right. So, mm -hmm. and there was definitely a sudden shift as well, where, you know, something's good for the collective, even if it's maybe not really good for the collective. It's, it's, Aquarius can be very authoritarian. It can be very unfeeling and unemotional. I would almost think about Aquarius as like, sort of the bureaucrats. The Capricorn is the ones running the companies and making the money. But then the Aquarius are the ones that come in and tell you you didn't fill in all the right paperwork. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, it's quite bureaucratic and it doesn't really care about your own, you know, in particular circumstances. So it's very positive. But yes, we've also entered that literal new 2000 year cycle. And for the rest of, you know, our lives for sure, it, the sun is going to go deeper and deeper into the constellation of Aquarius. Yeah. Um, so I didn't mean to take you on such a tangent, but I, I'm curious, you know, everybody throws yeah. that time around the age of Aquarius and you're right. We see the sun, you know, the light side, not necessarily the shadow side. Um, okay. So I will let you get on with your world updates. Okay. So yeah, uh, all of those various things coming into one, 
whether it's the Schumann residence, whether it's the fact that we're literally receiving actual more photons and light, even the sun is giving off more light, all of these things, imagine listening to music. It's just getting turned louder and louder and louder. And so even it feels perhaps like time is going faster. The veils are very thin these days. And I like um, Hinduism and the Kali Yuga because they're speaking of even larger hundreds of thousands of years of ages are these yugas. And the age of Kali is what we're in. And it's so interesting because they say the veils are very thin. So if you and I want to, we can get our hands on Buddhist manuscripts or spiritual stuff. We can literally Amazon them to our house <laughs> that, 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 that 300 years ago, we would have probably had to be a man and become a monk to get our hands on. Think about that. The veils are thin. But also, if people want to be evil, they can literally be Dr. Evil. Like the manifestation is so fast. So in the Kali Yuga, this great age that we're all living, it talks about how, you know, what's good is bad, what's bad is good. All the yucky qualities of humanity are almost put on display. And then yet, if you're a good, kind person, those values aren't important anymore. So that can sound, you know, a little depressing, but wait a minute, look around. Well, if these ancient books like the Vedas said that this period would be like this, there's actually more freedom and liberation in, in humanity right now, more than we've ever had as well. But yes, everything is extreme. And with this great conjunction over the last two years, the entire lockdown was um, very much in conjunction with the great conjunction to create these new financial resets and major shifts in people's values. So first of all, once again, are you going crazy? No. It's like there is an energetic tornado. And if you know that, you can be safe and take cover. But don't jump into the swirling of the collective consciousness. Another so thing. I'm feeling like kind of a heavy energy, I'll be honest. Um, yeah. And I wasn't expecting that to go there. I was thinking like optimism and all these great things we can look forward well, to. They, the best is yet to come. So, that's how I feel. Like the energy I yeah. feel about the world and what I'm getting from my spirit guides and my downloads are like really good rebirth and new stuff they, coming. But it, but they are. But imagine I'm speaking about various different systems over various different religions. So I was just about to drop into that. So if the Kali Yugas are hundreds of thousands of years of these intensity look around, we're actually doing quite wonderful. And then on the microcosm, lining up with the conjunctions that I was just talking about, when the lockdown happened, Jupiter actually went into Aquarius, which is a place that's not necessarily happy. Very much many themes around Aquarius. And right on the day that Jupiter went into Aquarius was a time that coincided with major lockdowns, major restrictions. Then last summer, Jupiter went into Pisces, which is where it is right now, but it just got a taste of Pisces last summer. On the day that the actual planet transited, which is a several month thing, 
was the day the mask mandate was lifted in May. And then that's when we opened up all summer, last summer. And there was this nice feeling of relief. But then it was a little frustrating because literally on the day in down to the hour that Jupiter, our planet of luck, biggest planet that we can see with the naked eye for humanity, very important, went back into Aquarius was when they reinstated all the lockdowns and mask mandates in September. So now Jupiter's back in its happy place, which is why I was predicting that even when we had first talked, the summer is going to be this incredible, wild, crazy expansion, great Gatsby. Imagine it's like a kid who's been grounded for weeks. You know, they're so much more appreciative of their freedom. But this is also why there was this great feeling of optimism before. And then it kind of was even more, that back and forth can be very mentally tiring. But it's not that we have to like people, like humanity, like life. It's very multifaceted. So people are always like, when's the astrology going to get better? And it's like, bro, this is life. Have you ever read history? Like life is a struggle every day that you're incarnated. Any day that you wake up and you get to be free is really, really good. So there's this huge, intense, overlying energy that has been so intense But now that we're getting these dribbles of freedom or these reminders that we can take a breath, it's almost like you're swimming for a while and then you come to a life raft. You know, it's not like everything's going to snap back and we're all going to be singing Kumbaya. And that's actually good to realize and know because that the word there, as you know, the work needs to be physically done. If anybody knows that it's a nine of spades, but you understand what I mean. People are also in certain ways, age of Aquarius, they're like, oh, you know, they just assume everything's going to be fine without, or not even having personal authority, thinking somebody else is going to take care of it. It's going to be fine because we're going to make it fine. And now that Jupiter is in Pisces this entire summer, Pisces is literally more compassionate. It's going to bring huge money to art, music, um, resurgence of religion. Like Jesus is going to be cool again, as as silly as that sounds. Jesus was very Piscean. So there's, you know, Jupiter and Aquarius was cold. And we all just went through a thing where we were almost cold and fearful of each other. So it's going to be a lot of wonderful expansion, optimism. Everybody's already feeling it. I just had a great experience of that here in LA. We'll talk about later. It's just so great because see the collective, what happens for the collective thought is so powerful. But it's easy to stay in your own highest love and light, no matter what's going on with the collective. When the collective starts to feel better because of this mundane transit, like it's like a breath of fresh air, right? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So it's very positive. Now, of course, I mean, come on, I've got all this Scorpio. So I'm, <laughs> I always try to give it to them tough in the beginning. So then they're more appreciative of the book. No, this is a wonderful time. The, all the travel will open up, which I was telling everyone. I was like, make your plans internationally by the summer, everything will open because of these transits. And there's also this sort of energy as well around realizing that people maybe made decisions and mistakes even over the last two years. I don't think people are really going to try to blame each other or, you know, I think it's going to be more like 
you know what? That was so intense. Everybody was making decisions under pressure and we are all forgiven, which is very much Piscean Jesus, forgive them for they know not what they do energy. So I feel like everybody's even moving into a shift where they're forgiving themselves on a certain level. It is so important. I mean, I talk about that just in general from a personal development standpoint of letting go of self-judgment and forgiving ourselves. You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of rare that we take time to do that. Like astrology aside, it's so important that we take mm-hmm. time to kind of let go and forgive ourselves. And, you know, sometimes we just need to hear, I, w- I had a meeting actually with a couple of business people last week. And one of them was a very, um, a little bit older, strong gentleman. Uh, from the Middle East. And we were talking and I said something to him that he took as, I, I think I just said something as simple as like, wow, you must be really proud of how hard you work to get that accomplished. Like, what do you do for yourself? And I can't remember exactly what I said to him, but whatever it is, he got teary. And he was like, wow. Um, like, it was like, I gave him permission to take a breath. It's like by hearing somebody else say this, it gave him permission to relax and let go for a minute. And I think we underestimate how much people are just like white knuckling it to get through. And so, I yeah. mean, that's, that's like life in general. And then boom, all of a sudden it's over. Remember, nobody gets out alive. We take this so right. seriously. So I think it's nice but, uh, to know that there is this like relief coming, like this relief coming, this summer 2022 I, feeling like lighter and brighter and things opening up. Um, I have noticed, you know, I always do a little research for the show, of course. And the reason I wanted to have you on is I just love your perspective. I love how you take things and demystify and relate it to real world, whether it's your celebrity co- clients or pop culture or just everyday life. But when I was doing the research, a lot of articles, whether it's, you know, The Guardian or the BBC or the New York Times in the last year have talked about the surge in popularity of astrology, that Mm -hmm. it kind of was quiet, kind of went dormant through the 80s and 90s. And the last few years, it's really kind of come back as we've seen this increase in the importance of self-care. Mm-hmm. you know, that really there's so much emphasis now on self-care and wellness and people are starting to see astrology is one of the tools in the tool belt of wellness. So 100%. would you mind commenting a little bit on that? Like, have you seen a surge in popularity as being a professional astrologer, whether it's more clients or just more mainstream or what you're seeing? I'm definitely seeing it be more mainstream. It's interesting, of course, it's always been a very powerful tool. I'm, ancient times, all the astronomers were astrologers. They were priests, basically, right? So they're going to look and read anything they can and be the only scientists. And then astrology is like a philosophical interpretation of astronomy. That's all. So the masses have even the packaging that's been allowed to be presented to the masses has allowed astrology to be seen in a different light. Whereas maybe in the 70s and 80s, we all know certain presidents and various people that loved astrologers, but it was kind of taboo. So they would blame it on their wife or something like that. Um, But powerful people in powerful places have been using it for a long time. But what I find interesting is for the whole world, 
you know, right around the 80s, Pluto moved into Scorpio, which means everybody born mid 80s, early 90s is that Pluto and Scorpio generation. We are now all in our late 20s and 30s, starting to shape the new, let's say, culture. And Pluto and Scorpio is literally about plumbing the depths, researching past lives, occult sciences, things that had even been hidden. Also, interestingly, this is just coming to me now, but you know, Pluto and Scorpio can definitely be around poisons. And it was actually in the 80s and 90s that we maybe started to realize the problems of massive contamination around fracking oil, those massive lawsuits started to come out, right? And that's when that all, even the testing of soils and things started. And I feel like- It's interesting gener- you said the poisons right. because I also, you know, I have a plant-based diet for I for a lot of reasons now, for ethical, for environmental, right? But it started as a diet. It started for health reasons because of some health concerns I had. We know there's poisons in a lot of the meat, whether it's mercury mm-hmm. in the fish or it's, you know, the things in the red meat, not to mention mm-hmm. alcohol, right, is a poison. The reason we get the buzz is because we basically are poisoning ourselves and as our body fights it, we get this nice little buzz. Mm-hmm. I, it's interesting. Ca- the caffeine is the same, by the way. That's it's how interesting. Works. Yeah, totally. Now there's like mushroom coffee. People are drinking decaf. Mm-hmm. There's the whole sober curious moment, the whole plant-based movement. Like there's so much mm-hmm. now growing. It's interesting that you just said that. I would have never well, thought of that so as here, being part of the, the planets. Well, it's funny because Pluto and Scorpio are very similar and happy together. It's what they rule each other. But the Pluto is what you're finally willing to look at. So we started to dig deep. And then that also big movement towards psychoanalysis. Um, Even it makes me think about like the horror genre and science fiction and stuff. That's all very Pluto and Scorpio. But my generation that has come in super embraces that basically. It's part of our makeup. And I feel that is a contributing factor as well as, yeah, the breakdown of, hey, I mean, come on, we weren't allowed to go to church or gyms for the past two years, but you could go to the liquor store. I mean, I'm just saying, (laughs) I'm willing to forgive those decisions, but we used to have a group spiritually or support in the community, whether it was your own family or religious figures that people could go to for guidance. And I feel like that sort of breakdown also is pushing people towards finding alternative therapies. I That's also very Aquarian, by the way. People going and living off by themselves and not in the tribe anymore. Aquarius is very much like the collective as a big fat whole or the individual, but it's not very tribal. It's not very state country. It's global and individual. It's very extreme. So I feel like people as the, not that there's not beautiful movements and I live in a wonderful community. There's wonderful communities everywhere, but that sort of movement where, you know, you don't go to the local synagogue and talk to the rabbi and people just don't know where to turn. So I'm very thankful because information is power. I remember a very famous astrologer friend of mine who works with the Chinese royal family. And he said to me, 
you know, the greatest way to keep a slave a slave is to not let him know who he really is. And he even alluded to me that there are other even more secret mystical forms of astrology that the masses aren't allowed to have. We have like very mundane interpretations of things. Interesting. I don't even know where to go with that one. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, yeah. So, um, well, so we've there, had this resurgence in astrology and what are people coming to you for the most? Like, I know you just were flown out actually to California by a very high profile mm-hmm. client that you've worked with yeah. for a while. Um, what do people come to you for? What do they want help with or? Well, definitely people are having their quote unquote, dark night of the soul, which I feel like we've all come out of now and are on that bright, shiny side of the other side of the trip. Particularly in these cases, business planning. Um, I just had this amazing experience where I get to come out and see Dua Lipa's show. And here in LA, the mask mandate was just lifted a few days ago. So first of all, imagine LA has gone back and forth, back and forth. They've really suffered um, all of California. And so there's this jubilant feeling. And I haven't been here, but all my friends are like, it's so great to just see everybody's smiling face, right? They were wearing masks at huge concerts, all the indoor stuff. Then I'm watching Dua Lipa, who recorded this unbelievably fine album and was just about to start rehearsals for an international world tour and got locked down for two two years and we didn't know it was going to be two years you know it's like a prison sentence as long as you know the end date okay but when you don't know that is really intense and I just had the most overwhelming spiritual experience because not only am I in this giant stadium with you know tens of thousands of people and everyone's just lit up and happy and glowing and looking at each other's smiling faces and embracing. But I'm also just thinking about the last two years and how we were handed so much adversity and we all had a choice of what to do with that. That's what I'm saying about the Kali Yuga thing. I'm always like, hey, if we're in hell, at least there's nice amenities, right? So we're all in these more challenging times, but who cares? It's the only times we know. It's fantastic. And what people decide to do with it. And that girl worked her butt off for two years. She did not let it dissuade her. She did not get lazy, you know, and um, it was literally the greatest show I've ever seen in my life. And all my friends agreed. And she danced and sang the entire thing. I've just never seen anything like that when you're doing so much dancing. It's really hard to do all those vocals. And I just had a spiritual epiphany. And I was, it was like the Jupiter and Pisces moment when we were all standing there together. And you know what? I don't even care what's happened for the last two years. I'm just glad that we have survived and let's just move forward. You know? Absolutely. On that note, is there somebody who's listening to this, who this is a 101 level normally, and I think we've gone Mm -hmm. a little deeper than that in this show. So for somebody who's listening and just not really sure what a lot of this means, you know, Jupiter and Pisces, and what, what can people do now? What can you do to kind of get ready for like, is there something now that people should be doing, um, to kind of get ready for summer or to, 
clear away the old. I don't know. Just maybe there's a few tips yeah, you can well, give people. Well, for example, so this is where it can get fun and playful too. But yeah, let's look at the element of Pisces. Pisces is around water. So I would be swimming as much as possible. I'd be drinking as much water as possible. And even when you go and take your next shower or bath, anyone listening to this, visualize washing away the dirt. The dirt's not a bad thing. We're not mad at the dirt. We just accumulate the dirt and you got to stay on it. So really utilizing water and the cleanliness of water, because a lot of what we hold emotionally is stored in our water and in our fluids, hence even crying. I would also say, listen, if you're an artist, producer of any kind, or even if you're not, become one. The creative muses are raining down. Um, this people are going to be having epiphanies. People are going to be having luck, wish come true. There's going to be, you don't worry. There's not going to be another shutdown. There's huge music, art festivals. There's going to be a giant renaissance and resurgence. So I feel like we all went to a big race and it's a big race. It's like an Olympic race. But then due to technical reasons, the race got delayed. And I don't know if anybody's noticed, but the gun just went off last week. <laughs> so my advice. Yes. Oh my everyone- goodness. I felt like this big switch last week and yeah. it was a variety of stuff. I had a day that I couldn't get out of bed till 11 in the morning where I felt so sick and like major purging sick, but I wasn't, I had no reason to be sick, but I was, wow. I, I didn't drink the night before or anything like that. Haven't been drinking for a while anyway, but eating healthy. No Did reason. you say so last Thursday? Maybe last Wednesday or Thursday. Well, so just from a mundane point of view, the moon was full on Thursday into Friday. So the time leading up is always the intense and it was in Virgo and Virgo is the physician. And so no matter how healthy anybody was, there was all kinds of little nudges and responsibility reminders around our daily habits, our health. So you're just really glowing and vital and you take really good care of yourself. Of course, nine of spades, so many things you've been saying, like the plant-based diet or saying to that gentleman, what do you do for yourself? That's so very nine of spades. You're here to show other people how to let go of what's not serving them so they can give to themselves. You're like the living embodiments of that. But um, anyways, the Virgo full moon was really, I mean, people who had, I don't, if maybe people can go and think about their stories, but lots of people had tremendous health issues last week. And it was only in the varying degrees of which, you know, there's never anything scary, but look, even you had a little tummy ache and Virgo is all about balance. And I would also just suggest to reflect back on what was going on for you last September and October, that full moon was just what you were letting go emotionally of. That. I'm not going to even go into it on the show right now, but wow, I had so much going on last September and October and total, I don't want to say turmoil, but for me personally, my whole uh, plan changed. I was supposed to be back in Turkey filming this travel show. I had all these very exciting things planned. And then um, I needed to see my mom. My daughter needed surgery. I had some business things like everything kind of changed. And I made the choice to not go back to Turkey and not pursue these things I've been looking forward to but it was also incredibly rewarding 
to take care of my daughter and take care of my mom. Right. But that just makes me laugh because I had some family inver- dynamics that I had to deal with that I didn't want to deal with from the past that I had to, it was in my face. Um, and so, and I did, but boy, was it a lot of breathing and challenging and meditating and grounding and clearing. And, um, and last week, coincidentally, my son came home for a week. So mm. he was here during this as well, which my children are always, sometimes there's a trigger there because there's energy ties to things in my past with my divorce of and things course. like that. Right. So it's all good. It's all part of the process. I'm so grateful, but that makes a lot of sense because when we have those energy ties, right, it pulls us back to that time where they were anchored. And so mm-hmm. that makes a lot of sense that you just said that. So I was going through another kind of purge and healing last week. And I also had a really great week, if that makes sense. Like yeah. I had a really great week. Yeah. So it's interesting you said for everybody that there was this point last week Huge. where things shifted. Mm-hmm. And I had a lot of and- people, clients and fans of the show, DM me or email me, what's going on? What's going on? <laughs> Like even I was complaining to my mom one day and I was, I was like, I hate to dump on you, but I have to tell you all this right now because I'm going to a super important meeting and I can't take it with me and I can't shake it. And mm. she's like, sweetie, did you drink enough water this morning? So I love that you said water to drink yeah. and shower. And she's like, what are the planets doing? <laughs> I love my mom. Um, that's so adorable. <laughs> because well, she knows me. Yeah. Yeah, of course. And how sweet for her to ask something that helps you relate to. But you know, so many different little insights I had just now. First of all, the thing about the taking care of the family, hilarious because Virgo is subservient, you see. Second of all, for the whole world, I was just thinking back in September and October were when we got more locked down again. It's true. Right. Yeah. And so I feel like everybody just woke up and it's like, okay, it's really okay this time. And it is, it really is okay. So if people also, I have a couple great astrologers on YouTube that I love to recommend Cam White, White Light Astrology. Nadia Shaw and the Leo King, and they'll do weekly or yearly videos, but it's not for they do specific signs, but they're talking about the whole world. This is what Monday is going to be like. And it's so interesting because you can go back at the end of the week and literally on that day, those things will happen. And that's a good, I listen to a lot of YouTube astrologers talking about the world events just to kind of learn more because the lingo can be very dense and intense, but trust me over time, everybody can get a knack of it. That's what's hard about astrology. I will put for people who are driving or walking, whatever, um, if you could repeat those three again, but I will put links in the Mm -hmm. show notes below. So anytime I say that, all you need to do is hit the podcast icon, wherever you're listening to it, or you can go to the website. You lost me at namaste.com. And scroll through today's episode notes and you'll see links to everything Rosie has mentioned in addition to how to contact Rosie, of course, if you want a personal reading. Yeah, that would be great. So that's Cam White, White Light Astrology. He's got a great channel. Nadia Shaw, which is S-H-A-H, I believe. Okay. And then the ever 
ever amazing Leo King, the Leo King, David Palmer. And he is really powerful pop culture, celebrity astrologer, great, makes great content. And interestingly enough, many of these astrologers have videos that they can show from 19, 2019, where they predicted that they were warning people that their entire way of making money was probably going to abruptly shift. So interesting. I love mm-hmm. this stuff. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, all right. Well, boy, we are already getting close on our time. Um, I So we were talking also about to kind of pivot here a little bit that you do have a whole list of celebrity clientels, uh, clientele, I should say, and you do travel around and you've lived a lot of different places. And I don't want to ask you, um, obviously to share a reading or anything like that of one of your personal clients, because, you know, I know you can say their names of course, but Mm -hmm. we don't give their personal information. Um, but you were going to give an example with somebody else, like another celebrity that maybe people could relate to. Would you mind sharing that? Yeah, I would love this. So we were thinking who would be so fun to highlight. And I also feel like there's this theme very much of just powerful women. And I think women are coming into their power in the world. But my total girl crush, Kate Moss, we thought she would be a wonderful uh, candidate to pick because, of course, she is the fabulous Jack of Diamonds, which everybody loves. So We'll look a little bit about that. And I had pulled up her chart and I I have various friends who have worked with her. So many funny, great stories. And she's really having this major resurgence, right? She's doing, managing, doing better than ever. I see her killing it, basically. So I thought, let's check out what she's got going on. She just had a birthday. So we can see this past year, what's been happening, and then the trajectory of where it's going. Wonderful. So I know I told you I've um, met her a couple of times in Turkey. Totally adore her. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, we've talked about, Friend, female friendships and her daughter and love and like navigating the world. And it's so interesting. Um, well, I'll just, I'm going to digress for a quick second and say, I was so excited to meet her because I felt like I'd manifested this part of the reason I was, you know, in Turkey at this wellness center was to help people, but to, you know, have her come in, um, was really an aha moment for me that I was doing this, but I happened to be at the beach before she walked down there. And I saw this magazine from the UK. Maybe it was like hello magazine or something. And on the cover was a very hot picture of her and Johnny Depp holding hands, dodging paparazzi in the nineties. And it was like the nineties, it couples, where are they now? And the only reason I'm bringing that up here is I thought, wow, this woman who's so amazing, who's gone through so much in her life and is fun, of course, you know, Mm -hmm. can never dodge her past can never dodge. And I just thought about that. Like we've all had relationships whether good or bad that maybe we don't want the whole world to know. Now I know when you are a celebrity, it's different. Um, but I was thinking about this and then she comes down and sits next to me and we have this like, you know, three hour conversation about the world and her love interest. And it was just, it was such a wonderful moment that I was like, this is a really special woman. And I feel like she's raised, like we talked about her daughter and I think she's in between your age, Rosie, and my age, but we both relate to her so much. And even my daughter relates to her and Mm -hmm. to, to span like four decades of women 
it's, it's just really special. It's real. There's, there's something pretty magical about her. Um, you know, the tabloids, of course, love her, you know, who doesn't love to read stories in the past, but she's a pretty mm-hmm. special person. So I'm really excited for you to give us a little yeah. astrology. Okay, so her day is ruled by the Jack of Diamonds. And I was just laughing in my head because talking about spanning all the generations, the Jack is the intermediate between the king and the queen and all the people, right? The Jack and the Joker was the only one allowed to make fun of the king, which was actually a very healthy outlet for the public. So she's truly the Jack of Diamonds salesperson card. She can sell ice to an Eskimo. Many Jacks can also have that sort of sporty spice thing. They can be a little bit tomboyish, the women. Kate Moss is this, you know, James Taylor's this, Louis Armstrong, great, brilliant, creative. And it's interesting. It says she has an inherited financial expertise, but she'll eventually do best when she runs her own business. And this is so interesting for the Jack that she had this amazing career even as a young person. And everybody loves the Jack, but people can also put them in a box. Even if somebody comes from absolutely nothing, the Jack has a bit of luck but it can almost be like the boss's son where everybody's like, oh, you just get things handed to you. So when she steps into the role like she is now of running her own business, repping people, still being this amazing artist herself, but when she steps into that role, it's almost as if she demands more respect right? Like when the son of the king goes out and creates his own thing, he sort of has to do that. So this is the place that she's at in her life. It says that she can play around and have lots of fun. She's definitely the life of the party, successful in work that brings her in front of large groups of people. They often make a very good living in entertainment. But interestingly enough, why is the Why are they drawn like a moth to a flame? Because she actually has this incredible healing energy. And so how, whatever she wants to do with that, she can. But many of these people are artistically gifted and they also want to do something very good for the world. Her freedom is very important. There's a lot of Uranus, which I think is that like, I don't, I don't care energy, which you really have to have to be successful in that world. Yeah. <laughs> um, she's very much like an independent individual and she needs to set her own work schedule. But this is somebody who lives a very long time. And it's funny, she has this sort of dream fantasy about children. And so that was probably very sacred to her. It's almost like no matter what, even if they're the playful Jack and they play around in other areas of their life, they take their role as parents very seriously. And it's a very special thing for her in her life. I will say that was my experience listening to her talk about motherhood and and her daughter was pretty impressive. I have to be honest. So that makes a lot of sense. Um, And here she has this amazing modeling agency now, right? That's what I keep seeing and hearing. And it just made me laugh because it's like, She's like, yeah, I can be the Jack and I can be the life of the party, but now I'm the queen and I'm balling it too, you know? It's true. Mm-hmm. I love too that she's she's not on Instagram, which I love. I said to her, I said, oh, are you on Instagram? Because I couldn't find her. And she's like, oh no, I'm not on that. 
but she wasn't looking down on it. She's like, I don't think I could handle. And she named somebody else. If they had more <laughs> people, like the popularity. That, that is the, it was that so is cute. the cutest Jack thing to say. It like, was so cute. Not like, not like, oh, I don't do that. It's more like, I just couldn't handle it. That's adorable. I bet. No wonder oh you like her so icon. much. Yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah. Very well, real. Very real. So well, that was fun. Um, that was fun because I feel like pretty much everybody listening to this knows who Kate Moss is. And so you kind of know, you can see her, you kind of have a feel for her. So to hear what the destiny cards are for her from the outside looking in, it makes a lot of sense. It's kind of fun to see, you know? Yeah. And I, t- I took a peek at her year cause she just had a birthday and um, she's already been doing great, but this upcoming year, mark my words, I don't know if she's dating somebody, but it's literally full of love, romance, happiness, engagement, possibly. Um, And it says that by this time next year, she will have made incredible strides in her career and end up reaching large groups of people. And imagine everything's relative. She's already Kate Moss. (laughs) This, This is the next level. She's really coming into her power. So very, very fun. So tell her I said that, but yeah, maybe there'll be some sort of a Turkish wedding in the future. You know? <laughs> That's funny. I love it. I love it. Oh my gosh. Well, this has been so wonderful, Rosie. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yay. And then, you know, hey, let my, speaking of astrology, I'm Miss Scorpio Stellium. So this, you know, I'm always seeing and trying to prepare people for the worst because then when it exceeds their expectations, they're thankful, you know, but this is really, are we in powerful spiritual times? Yes. And the electrical energy is very dynamic and poignant. So anything to do to ground yourself in general, great. But the the gun already went off. We're all free. We just all got let out of jail. The only jail that exists now is the prisons of our mind. And so I would just say to people to wash away the all those past two years, including the judgments and the polarities and the division, it doesn't even matter. You know, it's almost like I just had this funny analogy, but like when the people are in jail and one's on the one gang of the Crips and the other one's on the blood, but then when they all get let out, they're just like, forget it. We're not fighting. We're just happy to be free. So really just take a deep breath, everybody, and embrace our beautiful new lives and also embrace the challenges that we just went through that were so gnarly that now we get to appreciate every drop of life so deeply. I love it. Well, if you listening out there want to contact Rosie, she does do private readings. You can find her um, through her website and I will put the link in the show notes to that. Um, She has booked a few weeks out. So keep that in mind. And it also makes a great gift. Nobody wants to get a gift certificate for, you know, a friend, family member, whatever. Mm -hmm. I think that's a great idea too. And if you missed the episode that she did my full destiny card reading, go back and listen because it is so much fun. It's very concise, very to the point and very easy to follow. Um, all right. Well, thank you again so much, Rosie. I always like to end the show with a mantra. And so I had asked Mm -hmm. you today as the guest, if there's a mantra that you like, and you know, I'll be honest, you did have one that was kind of long. And if you yeah. want to tell us that first, because I like it, I really thought those were really nice words and then we'll shorten it 
for the mantra. So if you don't, if you well, want to tell us the first one. <laughs> well, the mantra, the first one's actually really funny. The reason that I found it is because as we joked about in the first podcast, my astrology chart had was so quote unquote afflicted or intense that it can elicit, you know, I'm like a shaman, whether people like it or not. So can, it can elicit anger, fear, and negativity or incredible, powerful transformation. But this very transit is what the, that I'm born under is what the world is experiencing. So he said to do this prayer to sort of protect yourself that the, the mantra in this old book said that I am a vessel for the, the love and light of God so that all beings who see me, the psychic unknown forces, as well as God's children, are not only healed, but drawn towards God themselves. And it's, it's sort of just like, I don't know, a protection for these, even if you feel like you're in a bad neighborhood. But we shortened it down to something a little easier, you know? And what was that? Because I like, you know, I... I tell listeners, like say this to yourself several times in a row, because words are so powerful and our subconscious picks up on them and mm -hmm. it's all about repetition. So that's why yeah. it's more like a positive affirmation to say several times in a row, several times a day throughout the next week. So we shortened it to, I'm a vessel for love and healing. Was it for the world? And also for myself, something like that? Yes. Yeah. I'm a vessel for love and healing for the world and myself. And picture like a vessel, like you're a flute too. Like let it go through you and around you, but you are an instrument for God. So as you say the mantra, picture maybe a column of white light that comes in through your head and out through your feet. And that you really are this flute of white light. And you'll only be used for the highest things, but you also don't have to hold on to any of it. I love that. So I'm a vessel for love and healing for the world and myself. Mm -hmm. I'm nice. a vessel for love and healing for the world and myself. And so are all of you. I'll put that in the show notes. All right. Well, is there anything else that you want to add before we go today, Rosie? I think everybody enjoy yourselves and dip your toes into astrology. Have some fun. Fill up the mind with things that entertain you and keep you serious. Like Kate Moss shows us, that's how you stay young, by being excited and curious and having fun. We have to make our own fun. Let's go do it. Absolutely. I love that. <laughs> uh, yay. And again, thank you for taking time out of your schedule in LA. I know you're there for a while with some fun stuff. So I really appreciate you carving out this hour to share with us. Yay. Thank you. I'm so honored. So until next time, know that you're worthy. You're enough. You were born for a reason. I'm your host, Michelle Schoenthal. <laughs> I'm watching Rosie. I'm so sorry. This is live and I could edit that, but I'm not going to because I am. I wish you guys could see what I see. She's this beautiful ball of light in a white bathrobe with crazy <laughs> lion mane hair that I'm guessing is from the concert for Diplo from last night. And this huge, huge smile on her face. And I've just been like captivated by watching her. So... Um, that was a fun blooper, but I'm going to leave it in because, wow, if you can see what I'm looking at right now, you are just lighting up my computer screen, Rosie. 
<laughs> I'm so happy. Jupiter and Pisces. All right. Okay. Well, I'm Michelle Schoenfeld. Um, until next time, everybody, enjoy. Namaste. Namaste. Thank you for listening to this episode of You Lost Me at Namaste. If you liked it or you like this podcast in general, please take a moment and share the love by dropping me a review, giving me a rating, or sharing it with your friends. The more love and light we can spread, the better our world will be. Thank you, and until next time, namaste.